I first conceived the idea for the character of Spawn when I was in high school. The original costume I drew is essentially the same, I mean, other than the color, which was originally blue. As I gained experience, my drawing became more fluid. Do I have a master plan? Yes. Do I know the end of the story? Yes. Do I hope that I never have to tell it? Yes. Spawn Origins, Volume 1, Story and Art by Todd McFarlane. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley and my podcast, Hellspawn. My podcast, Painted Clown, is the one, the only. Violator, uh uh-uh, kids, respecter. That's what you do. Travis Rats here. (laughs) Travis Rats on the ones and and twos with me as uh, we bring you the Comic Exposure Podcast. Travis and I dive deep into graphic novels and trades or what's going on in the world of comic book stuff. And really, it's just an excuse for two friends to sit down every other week and talk about crap. And this gives us a platform to do that. And we're glad you're here with us. Uh, today is an interesting episode. Oh, wait, this is just, this just in, Josh. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. You know what yeah. this episode marks? 201? 201st, uh, comic exposure episode! Oh, man! Now, 201st episode. And you're out there, you're thinking, 201? So what? Like, there's, most people have, like, geeky podcasts, are, like, in thousands. Our episodes are evergreen. Okay? They're not yeah. just topical conversation there's preparation by that when we read something <laughs> and then we talk yeah. about it oh i think about it like well if you think about it this way like uh i fanboy it a a kind of quintessential comic book podcast mm. is only on like what 800 maybe something like that and they've been right. doing the show weekly for a very long time right uh but we're here 200 episodes 201 today and mm. this feel this one's feel this one's gonna be special um it's good it twofold Twofold specialness. Travis and I set a rule some years ago in this podcast where if we suggested to one another that we read a book and we got into that book and we're like, mm, no, we could we could hit the eject button and yeah. not do that book because we don't think it's fun. We don't think it's fun to just crap on media, right? Like right. that's not it. I We're not clickbaity. I'm not a giant fan of like everybody saying this is awful and here's why this sucks. So we're gonna try not to do that, but we are gonna have an incredibly interesting eye, I think, and take on the book that we're reading today. And the only reason we're doing it is because this son of a gun is 30 years old this year. Yes. 30 years old. I turn 40 in about a week, Um, which means when I was 10 years old, ladies and gentlemen, my father went into a comic comic book shop and someone convinced my dad that he should buy Spawn number one for me. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are reading Spawn Origins Collection, volume one. I believe this is the first five or six issues mm-hmm. of Spawn. 
1992. I was 10. Travis, you were seven. How old are you this? Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So this came out in our youth and somehow our parents were too dumb to know what was in comic books. They didn't flip the pages inside. They didn't watch enough CNN or nightly news. I wasn't CNN then, but they didn't watch enough like nightly news telling them that Satan was in their books because literally Beelzebub himself is in this book. Yes. Uh, And so we're talking about Todd McFarlane. Uh, This, I believe all of these are written and drawn by Todd. Correct? Am I wrong? All these, why not take all? Yes, I believe so. Oh, the first six? No, he's not letting anyone touch those. Capullo's not around for a while. Yeah, McFarlane yeah, so is this... not letting anyone touch his, uh, his baby in the early days. Yeah, there's some coloring um, by other people, lettering by others, but uh, stories, pencils, and inks, Mr. McFarlane himself. And if we can be honest, I'm not a fan of Todd. Yeah. He's kind of a, it's kind of a blowhorn, I think. He's he the equivalent very... of the fictional character Venom. Yes, yeah. Every, okay. Everything about him. Yeah, his attitude, yeah. his art style, yeah. uh, his uh, public appeal. <laughs> or may I, I say he's the, the comic book Joe Rogan, if you will. Yeah, yeah okay. I You'll tune in that. every once in a while because you're like, this, is, this guy's doing some big things. But most of the time, you're just dealing with his fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are, we're reading this, this spawn, and we're reading it not because it's episode 201, but I think it's funny that on our 201st episode, we are reading one of my one of my early gateway comic books. Mm-hmm. In 1992, this was the thing. Like I read all of those image books when they came out. I had Wildcats one. I had Savage Dragon. I had Black Hawk. I Young Blood. Is that what it is? Young Bloods. Right? Uh, who's which? Is it Witchcraft? Who was the busty sexy lady? I don't think was she image. Top cow, she's top cow. Yeah, yeah, but it's all the same sort of feeling, right? Um, but I had all of that stuff, right? If if Liefeld and McFarlane were doing it, I had Profit. I had all that stuff, Cyber which is funny. Force. Which is funny because one of our first episodes, Travis, was was a redo of one of those Image comic books, Profit, that was done in like twenty. I still think about that book from time to time, just because it was such a dark. It, it felt like uh, who was the guy who did like Ice and Fire and the Wizards and uh, that yeah, animator yeah. back in the day. <laughs> it very much felt Conan-y, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, a, that's I still, you know what, I have those single issues and I'm going through stuff because I'm cleaning out the office, getting rid of some single issues. That's probably one run that I'll keep is that profit run. Yeah, um, I never finished it. I only did that first profit Because it had those three a, separate stories in there. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun little, a fun little run. Uh, so let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Let's talk first about Spawn, the we character. Don't, we, we don't need to go into the creation no. of image, right? I mean, if no, you're listening to no, this podcast, you know, we like, the, we don't you know. need to do that. And, okay. and if you are listening to this podcast and you don't, I mean, like, you don't have, no one has to know, like, that doesn't matter. Anyways, yeah. we get this, let's, let's do what we want to do with comic books. And that's what this is. Yeah. This is what couldn't I do at Marvel? I'm going to do it here. What wouldn't DC let me do? We're going to do it at Image. I guess I guess right? we could start off with because um, I'm reading this with fresh eyes. I, oh I think, yeah. I, so at first, I think I think why I, think I liked it as a kid. Ago, maybe maybe talk it, about yeah. what it what it was as a kid. We think we saw in this book that we were like Spawn's cool. I want more Spawn. And then now yeah. as adults 
looking back at it as a comic book and does it hold yeah. up? Yeah. So I, wait, wait, why don't we we'll go ahead and start like Travis as a what? Why would seven, eight year old Travis rats? Right. And by this time, probably by the time you were 10, it was I mean, it was probably it was only on like what issue? Well, 30 by the time you were 10 or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? for like, me, it was I remember coming back to the States that summer and I had a, an older friend who was a friend of the family. Like he was yeah. four years older. Uh, he was the cool kid. His name was Brian. And he was he was like the kid you wanted to be. Super yeah. cool hair, always like listening to good music and stuff like that. So I was like, Brian, we go on the mall. Can we play some arcade games? Uh, we're gonna play Contra. Uh, uh, and he was, he had bought all the image stuff, and he was explaining to me because he knew that I like comic books. That time I was, you know, reading the Spider Mans and stuff like yeah. that. And he said, "You got to read this." And then he would give me his books, his Young Blood and stuff like that. And that summer, uh, they were all playing all these, you know, uh, videos, uh, news things about these, you know, people who had left DC and Marvel and this new thing. And I, for a kid, number one, I say you pick up Spawn because of the image of Spawn. The, yeah. I mean, this is, it's like checking every box for what a oh. cool character has. Cape, yeah. check. check. Cow, like a, ma like a cool mask, check. Cool color scheme, check. Chains, check. Pouches, spikes. Gut spikes, <laughs> yes, check. Um, green flames for green some flames, reason, check. check. Skulls, check. Right, I mean, right. there's nothing. He put everything into this instant pot before he hit pressure cook on this yeah. bad boy. Yeah, I and I and and I think like as and also it becomes this thing where like everything that you thought it meant to be like 17 or 18 everything that you thought you would be able to watch and do and mm -hmm. you know what i mean the thing that you thought adults were into that's what's in this book the yes. thing that you thought was adult yeah not as a 40 year old man i can go like this is not an adult book yeah. right but at but at 10 i was like ooh this is hbo this right? is what james hatfield would read <laughs> Metallica reads Spawn while they wrote uh, the Blackout. No, it's the time frame doesn't work. But yeah, like that's that's what it feels like. It felt like it, it felt this appealed to ten year old me. Like this is what it this is what it meant to read adult stuff. Mm -hmm. This was adult, not like porn, but like you know what I mean. Like this is grown up comic book. Yeah, this is. This isn't kitty. This isn't kids' comic books. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It, it, like, it, these it, aren't it, for it, kids. Rereading it, it didn't feel as uh, adult as it did at the time. Like, I've, I was like, oh, this word's going to have, like, the word bitch in it a lot and, like, some F words. Not really the case. Uh, it's going to have, like, just bare nipples. Not really the case. It's going to have uh, super gore where heads, a few of it, but not really the case. This was, you, you nailed it. It is the stepping stone into what you think, uh, you know, is hiding in your parents' closet that under lock and key. The videotapes, the books, you know, this is like Henry Miller's Tropic of Cancel, Cancer, but in comic book version. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, this is a thing where like, and, and there's gore, there's hearts getting ripped out, there's holes being blown in someone's chest. There's yeah, one so there's, scene yeah. with with the with the pedophile who has all the popsicle sticks and stuff like the popsicles. That's a, that's the most gory scene, and right, like that clicked in something in my memory. I'm like, oh my god! Of course, I've seen this a million times. This particular yes. image. Yeah, um, that's the thing for me. Like, 
it's what you thought it meant to be a grown-up. You were reading a rated R. Like, your parents wouldn't let you watch Beverly Hills Cop, but, you know what I mean? Like, it felt yeah. very much like, it felt like HBO. Yes. I, like, I don't know if, because I, I know that you didn't grow up in the state states, yeah. but, like, I my parents, we didn't have cable when I was a kid. We did when I was, like, young, but then we moved out to the country and I didn't have cable. And my parents had friends who still lived in the city and, like, they would tape video movies off of hbo right we had a giant collection of like vhs movies from hbo that cool world <laughs> right but it felt very and, and like again a beverly hills cop lethal weapon like those things that your parents are like you can't watch this josh you're too right? young for this shit yeah right like <laughs> exactly and it feels like this is this is what i felt at 10 years old is what it meant to to watch like grown-up stuff and I, I want to say this because I think we're going to go hard on this book, like fun hard on this book. We're going yeah, yeah, yeah. to we're going to we're going to be we're going to play with it. It's going to be cheeky yeah. about this book. Yeah. So before I do that, I do want to say that this is something that I think might be missing for kids today. Is this uh, this Borderlands stuff where it's just enough? Where okay, if your parents probably wouldn't let you uh, want you reading this. But is it going to mess you up? Is it too, you know, this is good. This is like an edgy middle schooler read, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's, it's an edgy middle schooler. Yeah. That's what this is, yeah, right? And, and that's, like, that's what you were when you read it, you know? It's like the middle schooler who smoked. He smoked outside. Remember, one cigarette. Like he took one puff and then he read No, you remember, remember the movie, remember Monster Squad, the movie Monster Squad? Yes. And there's the older kid who like... Who like rides it? Still rides a bicycle, yeah. but he like lights a match on his shoe, and he like makes the the weapons in shop class. Yes, that, I That's felt it. like That's I was it. that kid. Or all the kids from book. Stand by Me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it. it so it I just, think that the, I don't yeah. think there's a lot of media for that that transitioning media to it. It's it's like okay, it's either tween uh, tween stuff or adult stuff. Like preacher is too much. That's just too much for you. Shouldn't be reading yeah. that as as a as a kid. This feels like one level. This feels like if you opened up a boy's brain and then pulled everything out. And I think that you know it's it. He found his market. That was the market. Oh yeah, and that's how he sold for like sure. one point three million copies of Spawn Number One. Yeah, I for me. So let's let's talk about what what we remembered and what we like as we're reading this i think you already said it like the one thing that you remember for sure is that the the, the pedophile story right the violator yes. the pedophile story uh, and those those and are I the things that i remember it being going a lot longer in my head right instead of just one issue right yes um i remember sam and twitch right there was a yes. lot of nostalgia reading this um but nothing where there's just some things where i was like early on like his wife in that first issue when he, draws, when he draws Wanda, I'm like, I think Wanda's white in that first issue. Yes. Like it did. Yes. <laughs> right. And then it, all like, of them in their flashback, they all look pretty white. Right. I, it's this weird sort of like, I don't know. I, it, there's some weird stuff that Todd McFarlane does in this. That's hard for me to understand. Um, the, the power meter, Right. It seems like this weird concept. I forgot all but, about that. And I thought right, that was you, one of the stronger parts to it is the sense you of... Want this, uh, you want this finite, you know, you can only use your power. We're talking about, much. of course, uh, Spawn, uh, like three issues in, he gets... it's. I mean, 
listen, all six of these issues are just heavy exposition. But uh, one of the expositional points he gets is like, hey, Spawn, you have unlimited, unlimited cosmic power. Itty bitty living space. Uh, he's got <laughs> this, you know, the more he uses his power, uh, then uh, once it's all drained, he has to uphold his hand, uh, end to the, uh, the devil. So he makes this deal and... Uh, so now he's kind of like in purgatory. He has the powers of hell, but he's not quite the ultimate puppet yet until he uses all those powers, and then he gets completely absorbed into hell. So it's a yeah. real, of course, it's Faust, but with chains and spikes. Right, and it's this weird thing of, like, Spawn can change into a human, but he's a, a beach bum white guy. I don't right? remember that at all. That's Did you? such a, uh, a little bit, right? But I had read, I, th- I want to say, like, that Two comes into play years. later, right? Right. When he, he meets, you know, he goes back to meet Wanda and her new husband. And um, you are the... So there's all... I feel like we're going to bounce all over the place. Yes, this is just, fine. This is just one of those... This book does the same thing. Yeah, it's a very odd story. Structure. I'm just going to... I'm ripping off the bandage, Josh. This yeah. spawn sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I... The it right, is poorly it, written. It, it, it is, is poorly so written. poorly written that I was like, I could have wrote this in middle school. Uh, the, <laughs> but it feels like he was writing it for middle schoolers mm-hmm. to love it. There's so much exposition, and he does the he does the, the Dark Knight news dump. Yes. He does like the Dark Knight new talking heads dump, and then he tries to be funny with it because like there's the E news person, and there's like the conservative news guy, and it just I don't Spawn's like Bond's narration is so well i guess i gotta go figure out that what that clown dude is who is that guy over there on the rooftop that's interesting let me go and check it out it feels like he's narrating a DD game you have now entered this the the alleyways of new york what do you see over in the corner oh it looks like something i need to explore i am going over there now (laughs) right like we've got a few scores to settle uncle sam and i like number one how did i die that one still hasn't come back to me. I'll put that one on the back yes, exactly. for now. That's right? Like this. He is not, and that was not Josh making something up. He was reading No, that is the, the literal, <laughs> like, have to figure this crap out one bit at a time. First, I have to see Wanda. She's the only reason I'm even back. Like, it is very, I, like, I feel, I know this is what they're doing, right? And, and I'm not knocking it because this is 90s comics writing. When we, we went back and we read stuff from the 70s. We've read 80s books. We've read books from the 90s. We went, read, we went back and read McFarlane Spider-Man, mm-hmm. right? It's, that's what this, that, this is 90s comic book writing. It just does not hold. Yeah. It just, it, th- this stuff just does not hold up and, it it was a lot of nostalgia. I can see where if you were to write Spawn today, and I don't know that you can, but if a Todd McFarlane now were to write this, um, I don't think you could. I just don't think what would it be? the story what would, would play. What's coming out new that would be like Spawn? Is there like a Spawn equivalent coming out now? Well, I think you would do the story, but it'd be far less flamboyant. He wouldn't have this outfit. He would probably he'd pace be a just, lot slower. You'd probably be that grisly. He'd probably look like crap, right? Yeah. And he'd have all these powers, but he wouldn't have the skulls on his. You know what I mean? He wouldn't have all of the accoutrements that right. Spawn has. You could. It is. 
at the heart of it, at the heart of it is in Faust, is yeah. Uh, yeah, at the heart of it is a story worth telling, right? Mm. Man, you know, man, you know, like makes deal with devil to come back, but of course is tricked. Yes. Right? Because that's what the the devil is he, he, for love of his wife, he g- gives up his soul. Uh, and of course, he can't go see his wife. There's something in the way of that. His wife is I think it's weird how much he hammers home like I couldn't knock up my wife and now she's happy Dude, with the baby. McFarlane is working out some some issues in this. <laughs> uh, one of the it things that, that I like did that, the one of the things that I did like as far as but the uh, structure, ideas, the structure and yeah. the idea isn't bad. Yeah, it's just very ham fisted because it was written for you and me as ten year olds. Let me ask you a question because I was thinking about yeah. you with this because it was an interesting uh, premise. Is so he comes back to he makes this deal with the, uh, the devil to, to come see his wife Wanda. He comes back and finds out that his wife Wanda, after five years, has remarried to his best friend, and he feels super betrayed by that. But you're dead. So Josh, if you died. Would you want your wife to move on and marry someone else? Now, of course, you say yes. I want my wife to be yeah. happy and stuff like that. Yeah. But if there was a chance you come back, would you be like, uh-uh, I'm back. Now you got to, or would you, or would you understand like, hey, listen, I died. You have no ties to me whatsoever. I think it, de- like, the pro- and here's the issue. Spawn is dead, but he doesn't really feel like it's been five years, right? right. So for him, it feels like I died yesterday. And now you're here. But if I was like, oh, I've been in limbo hanging out with, uh, you know, like the Golden Girls for the last five <laughs> years playing bridge. And now I'm back, baby. Right? Hanging out with Meatloaf, different. the bat out of hell. Right. In peace. I, <laughs> timely. <laughs> uh, but for me, I one of the most compelling parts was one of the silliest things where Spawn turns into this white guy and goes to visit his wife. That was interesting. Mm hmm. The tale of Sam and Twitch dealing with the law and how screwed up it is that this killer is free and they're trying to stake him out and find out what he's doing. That is interesting. The least interesting part is Spawn and Violator. Is the superhero Spawn and Violator part. Is like like Spawn rescuing the, the... the lady and then passing out and she's like cradling him. Like, yes. It's, like it's such a weird. I forgot idea. how, how much in my head, I thought of spawn as a more stoic character who you didn't get a lot of, uh, of talking fr- from or a lot of introspection. Like we watch well, him. All he does is the is exact talk, opposite man. is the exact opposite. He, I mean, you think of like Batman, right? Who's very stoic and you get like little bits and pieces of Batman through several, several books. This is just like, here's all my feelings. Uh, uh, I'm feeling a bit of afraid. Like, a woman, like you said, he's being cradled. Like this, this yeah. badass looking superhero is being cradled and he's like, well, mommy. I, but look, at 10 years old, Violator is a freaking rad character, he right? He is a because cool you character w- design. You wanted that darkness, and he, there he is, ripping the hearts out of, like... Yeah, John uh, Wayne Gacy, incarnate. <laughs> right, like he's ripping the hearts out of these, you know, the 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 mafia bosses, right? And But then there's this weird, like, shtick when he and Spawn are fighting each other, and they rip off each other's arms, and, like... <sighs> chomp 
What do you mean like, I can't? You're, I ripped your heart out. You should be dead. Why isn't this working? I can rip everyone's hearts out. Why, Satan? You said I would be stronger than Spawn. <laughs> it is. I. It is just this weird, weird thing. But it, there are bits and pieces of it where I go, if McFarlane were maybe a better writer or a more mature writer, it could have been a really interesting, long-lasting... You think of stuff that came out in the 80s and early 90s that was sort of this indie flair, and we talk about... You talk about writers like... Um, when we like when we talk about Frank Miller, and you talk about, um, you know, Preacher, and you talk Al about... Moore. The, yeah, Al Moore. Alan Moore and all those things. And you think about, like, what... You, we've gone back and we've read Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. And yeah. although it feels very 80s, right? Although it feels very much that, there's a really interesting story there. See, even with the Warren Ellis stuff, like Transmetropolitan right. and the Authority and things like that. Those yeah, are- there's an interesting story. I feel like if if Todd McFarlane, the reason why Spawn is this long-lasting character, I think... That's what I want to know. What do you, In me. powerful media is because of... All of us who are still hardcore comic book people, like people in who were born before us or after us, who are essentially carrying the comic book into the weekly comic book industry on our backs. This was this big giant niche thing, right? This was a thing. And it also, was ours. It was made for us. It's like, yes. ooh, made for us by us, right? Right. These are yeah. young uh, artists writing stuff for us. And, uh, and, it's, and it's, it looked cool. It yeah. was the most 90s looking thing ever. So, of course, as a character, you nailed it earlier. It checks all the boxes for a cool looking character. But it just, these first five issues, six issues, I'm like, I read 50 of these? Like, I had one through 50. I read this thing for five years. I read it into high school. I was reading Spawn uh, because I remember having issues one through 50. I had the the long box, right? I had all my comic books in there, and I had this. Um, and I just, I go like, what was the thing that kept me coming back? Do you think, uh, as you're saying it, it, it I, I was thinking what you're saying. Do you think this character the way he set up spawn it's an easy character for the readers to do a lot of the work for you because you know the premise is so cool the design is so cool that you can kind of your brain is filling in the stuff like the stuff between violator and spawn on the reading it now doesn't work but the premise of this john wayne gacy guardian demon angel because that's what he is he's kind of like spawn's guardian angel but there's a twist to it right right so you think and, and in your head are, is the reader doing a lot of the work? Is there something about the way that McFarlane plots out his stories with, you know, ex, you know, he just sets up like, and this is the rule, and this is the premise, and this is the where it is, that your head, it is like a D&D game where you kind of fill in the blanks. Yeah. I also, like, it also feels very much like they were creating this new universe at the time too. So I think the part, the draw of what was going on with image is like, you were there for the beginnings of all this stuff. The amount of times that they drop hints about the young bloods and savage dragon. And like, they're like, look, it's a shared universe. I didn't baby. remember right? all of that. I didn't remember that either. And they used young bloods so much in this book. Right. And, and you can see that to read these comic books early on, 
you were the early adopters of this universe. There, mm-hmm. there was nothing you did not know about this. And I think that's the draw as a young comic book reader was no one could tell Ground me floor. something. Ground floor. Right. No one could tell me something about Spawn that I didn't know. Yep. Because I had read all six issues. I read all 10. I read the whole first year of Spawn. I knew it all. I had the Angela miniseries, right? I had the Violator miniseries, right? I had all those things. And there was nothing you could tell me. And you could go like, well, you didn't read it. You didn't read issue one and or you didn't read issue 15. And or you don't 70. have issue 15 yeah. of Spider-Man. And, and you 76. So yeah. you don't you, you, you like, have oh, the you, entire collection. Right. I know everything about that character. And I think there's something about owning it, about owning that character that really made Spawn stick around for such a and long Wizard time. And Wizard Magazine, man. They oh, Wizard yeah. Magazine was proponent number one of image comics. They were pumping it. There were spawn images all over that book. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I think, like, it's weird how in these six issues, every, there's, like, four different stories going on. It feels very early 90s comic book, right? There's no arc. We're not really getting an arc. We're getting bits and pieces. We get the Sam and Twitch backstory, which I think is probably the best issue. Strongest part. Their dialogue as characters is the, the least brutal to read. Right. I feel, and that issue has the least Spawn in it. Spawn's kind of a background character during most of that issue, right? Because it's really uh, them trying to track down the killer and Spawn's kind of in the background for all of it. Um, And then I go like, oh, so maybe, although like it gets unnecessary, it's a little queasy, the, the kid killing, that whole thing is gross, right? But that's the most, interesting bit of this and then you get issue six which feels like they were like well we're going to toss issue six in this origins because it doesn't deal with anything it's a it's a it's a monster of the week issue mm-hmm. spawns dealing with what's his name it's, over oh. over over kill, over overt kill overt overt kill. kill overt kill like okay yeah right, right but again it's a it's think about 10 year old you right when you get to issue six Right at that point, I maybe I don't know when the like issue six is November of 1992. I am almost 11 years old when this bad boy comes out, and I am like, dude, look at this character. He's huge. He's got the giant things. He's got chains, and it's a a dumb character. But 10 year old me thought it was freaking awesome. Oh, right? how about the last panel of this whole volume when Spawn's like, I can't use my powers anymore. I've got a different way. And he pulls out all those guns and you're right? like, Oh my God, those guns look so badass. <laughs> and it's just this. And like, he's like, I'm going to go rob this place that I remember from my past. It's just this very like, um, I, I know why I loved it as a kid. It is hard to go back, but there are so many things that I still love that I loved. I still love the Goonies. I think the Goonies is a, a fantastic movie. I still love Jurassic Park, which came out when I was 11, right? So like, I still love those things. This was hard to like, love. I think it, I think it's more on the comparison of like, you still love Salute Your Shorts. Right. But if you were to go back and watch that first season or Hey Dude, You'd be like, right. <laughs> or Saved by the Bell. You're like, why am I, what, what is yes. it that I liked about this stuff? You're like, oh, because yeah. it was right at your level of, it was just a it step was re- above. It was just yes. a step above. Exactly. I think that's the key part is like, this was just a step above what you should be 
exposed to and so it felt as a you as felt a, tough or a cool. literature teacher that's always the trick right is finding something that is just above what their you know their comprehension of language is and then themes and stuff like that and sometimes you nail it like this is oh this is what the 16 year old should be reading based on this generation what they've read and sometimes it's too much it's like oh you didn't need great expectations was too much for you you're not ready for dickens yet we need like yeah. an uh, we need a John Steinbeck somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> but this very, I mean, I I don't want to I don't want to crap on it too much. But no, it's, it's, it was it was fun. I don't want to read any is. more of this. Oh no, but... <laughs> no, absolutely. But I will tell you, like, I'm curious to go. Like, he's bad, right? It's 30 years, so we're getting the spawn. Uh, like, he just has a new. He's got new spawn out right now, right? He's got that. Um, what uh, essentially was it a gunslinger West, spawn? Gunslinger spawn is out. Um, you've got all of this kind of like in the world. Um, I think Angelica is a Marvel character now. Really? Because she because she Mark wasn't created. She wasn't created by um, McFarlane. McFarlane. Someone wrote a Spawn right. side story or something like that, and okay. that's where the character came from. So it was owned by someone who then was writing for Marvel and was like, or maybe it was DC. I can't remember. Like she ended up in some other book that like like what right okay. so because he didn't own the rights to it or whatever okay. so it's this weird it's this weird sort of thing where as an adult as i as i'm surrounded by comic books and toys in my office um and i look around me and i have you know little ninja turtle guys i have star wars i have a wolverine and i have like a little shelf with i far too many batman things on it i have zero spawn visible in my office uh -huh. as a kid who loved th that's the thing for me it's like a kid who loved this the, when it remember the mtv or no the hbo cartoon yeah remember they did a cartoon version yeah. of it yeah dark. yeah like darker than yes. this book it's that was darker than this book yes and uh then there was the movie is god awful but i watched that right? at least a dozen times when i was a kid Watch like, it at least all a dozen of, times. All Spani, Spani, like, he's our man. If he can't do it, <laughs> no one can. But like, I, I don't have any spawn in my life. I it do. wasn't something. But you know, like guys, who I got have, a like, spawn shot glass that I got when I was probably around nine years old. I don't know why my parents let me buy a shot glass. It's just black. It has a spawn logo on it. I got it at Sam Goody's, and I've kept that thing. I've got. That's I used funny. to collect shot glasses. I got rid of all, like pretty much all of them. Uh, except for I'm like spawn, it just looks so badass. It's just like dark, you know. Like is that a spawn shot glass? You're like yeah, yes it is. And I remember pouring like, apple juice into it and just taking shots of dude, apple juice. I had the remember McFarlane made toys early on. He still does. Oh, I right? never he makes a lot of. Did you? I had spawn toys. I had. Oh, like, so you had stuff. You just didn't. I keep had it. stuff, but as like an as as an adult who's like who is comfortable embracing how nerdy I am after this period of time where you never would have. I wouldn't have worn it. I mean, I still don't, I don't wear superhero shirts. I don't have anything like that, but I have a Batman like print next to me. That's a goofy Batman print. You, you bought me a, uh, you know, oh, a Batman, <laughs> a Batman painting that I have. It's not up. It's not up yet, but I have that. And I have like, just, I have a dude Robin painting, a Robin. I have this stuff up here that to me represents my love of comic books, but there is no spawn. And I 
want to know why that is. Oh, it's what do you interesting. Think, do you, do you uh, think because to get back into Spawn is to you can't because it's just McFarlane? If you want to get back into Batman, yeah, a million people have written Batman, and there's a million different Batman stories, and you can start at any point, but you can't do that with Spawn. I don't think I. I don't think you have the irony out of uh, Spawn. Like, you have a cool, like, Robin painting this goofy thing. You're like, oh, that's kind of like this nostalgia of this character and its takes on it. Spawn is, like, if you have something Spawn, that means you really, like, like Spawn is your thing. There's no, it's not nostalgic enough that there's any irony in collecting it. But we're 30, but we're 30 years out now and you think about it, we're 30 years of Spawn and I think, like, one of the things, if we want to talk about, and this is where I think we get into the idea of like, one of the things that we talked about early was like, it was ours. There was nothing you didn't know about Spawn because you started with issue number one, right? But because Spawn is McFarland and it was just this one thing and he wrote it, right? I think there was probably a couple other writers he let write arcs and issues and stuff like that. But there wasn't how someone could come in and do a Elseworlds Batman. Mm-hmm. You can't have Batman year one. You can't have, because this was Spawn year one. This is it. This is it right here. This is what we know. This is all. When you've created your own new canon, right? There's no room to go play with it. Like mm-hmm. there is room to go play in Batman. Or there's room to do your take on Spider-Man. Right, right. I mean, you, it's it's I been controlled by a very niche group of people and very few right. over his entire so, run. And that's why I'm saying, like, I am curious. There's no versatility would, in the character. Would Spawn be different if we just let other people write their Spawn? Absolutely it would. Because Spawn is owned by McFarlane, a company owns here's owns what, Batman, a company owns Superman. Yeah. So they dole it out like like Sherlock in, in 007. You take your take on it and put it into the world. Here's something interesting. Uh, what you said made me think of is when you think about Batman and you think about Spider-Man and Superman, uh, at this point, you've had a, a dozen creators take a stab at that origin story again. So you can kind of pick right. where you want to start from. Uh, no, people don't. It's not like Spawn as like, oh, this is uh, Warren Ellis's uh, reimagining of the origin, and he did like the, you know, he had a run where he did this, and then this is a one-off where Frank Miller writes the Spawn origin, and so then you can take, you can kind of take what you like from this origin. Oh, it's the pearls in the alleyway, or this was, you know, the Inflator Mouse as opposed to Zorro, or this was Joe Chill, or no, this was the Joker killing it, you know, and and you can kind of piece it together. When I think of Batman's origin, it's an amalgamation of of several different origin stories and retellings of Batman. Same from Spider-Man. The essential parts are there, but it's yeah. like either, do you like the Miles Morales one? Do you like uh, the movie version of the origin? Do you like this one? And Spawn, right. you only, there's only one Just lane that to follow. origin. Yeah. And I I wonder, like we I mentioned earlier, like if you were to do Spawn now, if you gave... Jason Aaron, I don't know, Jason Aaron might not be the right writer, but I'm just naming like a you know a, a modern. Good, it's interesting. I like he's that. A, he he does a good Conan. He does a good he does Thor. Good violence, right? And so I'm curious, like if you gave a Jason Aaron this, would what would he keep? Yeah, Jason Aaron and Matt Fraction 
on on pencils. <laughs> it would change everything. <laughs> yeah, well, like a, a, a fraction, fraction's a writer. So like like oh, sorry, Aja. Uh, Aja, thank you. Like yeah. Aja writing this. Or if you think like you could just take the team that did Southern Bastards, Jason Aaron and Jason Latour, yes. give them this. What would they like? What does that mean? I am curious for me. So we're 30th anniversary of Spawn. I think. McFarlane, if you're listening, and I know you're not because, well, I maybe because we're talking about you. So maybe you listen, you're Google or Google searching. You've got your Google alert on for when people talk about Spawn. Um, I would love to to see. Let other people people take a stab at it. Mm-hmm. Let people mm-hmm. take their shot at at doing spawn in fact i'm gonna pitch it. i'm gonna pitch it right now i was gonna say Let, five different issues five different teams all no, like or spawn even, it should be spawn origins everyone gets one issue and then you can like vote on which one continues uh, oh i think this is even i think this is even, i think what you do is you go like okay we're gonna do we're i'm gonna give two people um the ability to write a six spawn a six issue spawn arc this year mm-hmm I'm going to give two creative teams. They're going to do their version of Spawn. Yeah. I'm going to let them tell a story in the Spawn universe. They can they can start from the beginning. Yeah, they can, they can the jump middle, in. The they can redo the costume. They can do whatever they want. And they don't have to keep any of the thing. So for me, I go like, well, I like this. The idea, the structure is there. But do we need the regalia of this? what was very 90s and very cool in the 90s, mm-hmm. do we still need that? Can you pare it down, right? Like Frank Miller takes Batman and, and goes back to the essence of like, nah, man, we're going to make him this hulking, older Batman. We're going to go the short ears. We're going to like really sort of like, I wonder how much of the character you could change and still really get down to the essence of it, right? I'm curious because because if it's a good idea, if it's a good concept, you should be able to take it and run with it in a million and it different is. directions. A man who sells his soul. I mean, yeah. we the blues music is based on it, right? Yeah, uh, Faust is based on it. I mean, it's it's this enduring premise uh, of of that man and versus some, evil. Some it's people, man versus yeah. evil, right? It's this. It's like this thing, right? Biblical. What happens after you die like, is what we're obsessed with. And Ennis would probably. Uh, if he was doing it, he'd probably focus on that battle between heaven and hell. But someone like uh, Jason Aaron would probably focus more on the uh, internal domestic feeling of feeling betrayed coming back to life, you know, or uh, that type of thing, you know? Um, yeah. I'm yeah. curious. Like, I would love to see other people take this character, but it won't happen because it's not because it's owned by a person. Right. And a person who is very much into copyright and owning things. Right. And I don't have any problem with that. It's his, it's his, it's his baby. Right. Yeah. So you think about a guy like Alan Moore who loves Watchmen so much and never wanted anybody to do anything with Watchmen, but he didn't own Watchmen. So DC could come and do what they wanted with it and they could do before Watchmen and they could have HBO put out the Watchmen television show. They could have, um, you know, we're going to do Rorschach coming up. They could have, you know, a writer take on a character from that world and do something with it because a company is there to make money off this property and they're going to redo it as many times as they can to repackage it and resell it. Mm-hmm. I think when a character has lasted for this long, right, and for it to continue to be a presence in media, you have to allow different versions of it. Yeah. 
I think I we think will at ha- some point. I think McFarlane, I mean, oh, yeah. he's getting older, and uh, I think he'll, re- bef- before he goes, before he passes, I think, I don't think it's going to be something he holds on until the grave. I think at some well, point I don't know if he, has, he will. I don't know if he has kids, and they'll sell oh, the rights yeah, to yeah. it, right? If, he, if his kids end up with it. Because I'm sure he's, he's having conversations with his kids about what he wants done with his brand. Right. And they'll probably be like, all right, do what you want with Spawn. Keep the, the cards and keep the uh, toy manufacturing. That's where your bread is buttered. <laughs> That's where your money is, right? Yeah. But I really feel like I would be really interested to see other people's takes on this character. I think That's that the only fun. way I would, I would read more Spawn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's I agree. the only way. You're I, I, get me to I read this spawn and I'm like, book. I said, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to read Gunslinger Spawn. I don't want to read Medieval Spawn. It didn't make me want to go back and watch the movie or the HBO series. It did not make me want to Chef Spawn. Do you remember? It was like two years ago. There was this whole thing they were making a new Spawn movie. Yeah, and it was by the Blumhouse was doing it. Yep. And it was going to be a horror film and, with and McFarlane was like, finally I get to do it. The way. I have total control over the the thing of this, and I've been waiting to the perfect time with the perfect uh, creators involved. And you're like, it sounds like you just, it it sounds like you finally just found someone to give you enough money to do it exactly the way you want. But we've seen spawn the exactly the way you want McFarlane. We want to see like, Oh, Elijah Wood producing it. What does he bring to spawn? (laughs) (laughs) I'd, I'd love to see what other, what other artists and writers could do with this idea and this concept and it makes me think so um uh we we read i think we read black hammer right we yes, did black hammer did. which is essentially jeff lemire doing his take on the justice league mm-hmm. without it actually being justice league characters ah it makes me go like well why doesn't a writer just do his take on this without actually being without it actually being spawned right you could like that you could who's to stop you yeah well, yeah, he doesn't own that concept of a man selling his right. soul to the devil, or hamburger faces. Deadpool. I'm gonna start you right. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's it feels it's like the most everything that was kind of cool at that time is in here, right? Like the mutilated character. Yeah, that, you I think know what the I mean? reason we don't we haven't done Deadpool on this podcast is the same reason why we didn't do Spawn for the first 200 episodes, and it's the same reason we're not going to do Venom. Uh, it's because we know how the conversation is going to go, and you're yeah. listening to it right now, people. Yeah, this is that right conversation. Now. So, if you've ever said, Why don't they do Deadpool? Why don't they do Venom? Why don't they do Spawn? Well, guess what? This is it. So, just replace the word Spawn with Venom and Deadpool, and this is the same conversation <laughs> we're going to have. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. But you know what? I, I'm glad we read this, and we normally do favorite panels, but I just, I don't know that I, I don't like looking back at something like this. I, look, he's a good artist. He is. He is interesting art. I don't love the coloring. I think the color is a little goofy. Uh, did you have a favorite panel? Travis? I picked one out, and I my favorite panel is based on uh, what I think would be badass as a kid. Like what I was trying to be like. Oh, what did I okay? Like? And so on location number uh, one fifty nine. Anytime uh, uh, Melbolia pops up, but this one in particular. Oh, when he's in profile. Oh, uh, okay. And you just yeah. see, that's what McFarlane does well. I like his monsters, his 90 monsters with teeth and jowls and weird body proportions. Like, in my head, this, as a, as a eight-year-old, this would have been horrifying to me. This would have been yeah. terrifying. I think it's weird that sometimes Spawn has a nose and other times he doesn't. I didn't right? Like, there's a, there's a profile shot of him on 
114 of Spawn Origins, where like he clearly has a nose. Look, I'm showing it to you right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Clear, That's what I was looking at. <laughs> he clearly has a nose, and I'm like, I don't understand what that is. Uh, I'm gonna go with I, I'm doing a splash page. It's uh, page 116 because it's essentially Batman. It's essentially a Batman picture, uh, and but it's Spawn. It's everything you want Batman to right. be: the giant cape flowing in the breeze, same with the 62, jumping from very Batman. from city to yeah. city, right? Like that's the thing you want. Um, and he takes kind of all those characters and goes like, "What's the coolest thing about it?" And, and runs with it, right? You think about it, like, he's got Ghost Rider's change. He's got Batman's cape. He's got, you know, this guy's magic. Deadpool's he's got, mask. Right? Deadpool's face. Right? <laughs> I feel like he's he's kind of, he's got 90s. Spider-Man's got, eyes. Right? He's got, uh, you know, Cable's pouches. He's got all of these sort of You're like. right. He's like an amalgamation of everything. He's just like, what do people love? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? This is your, this was your, this was your bubble gum, your, your Which gummy is what, worms. Your yeah, this is candy. what 90s candy did. It was like, yeah. you like fruit by the foot, but you also like sour stuff and you like fruit punch. Pop rocks. Well, here's the uh, pop rocks embedded into bubble gum tape. That's super sour, baby. Put it all in one thing. <laughs> That's what this is. That's what it feels like. But you know what? I, I, I. I don't, I mean, I'm not going to talk about who I would give this to because I don't know that I would tell anybody to go back and read 90s Spawn. Yeah. I guess if you want to know what did, if you want to know what 10 year old Josh thought was freaking rad, go ahead and don't read any of the words. Just look at the pictures. It, it, speaking of 90s and our uh, junk food nostalgia, it does feel like Apple Jacks. Like, hey, <laughs> we eat what we like. Yeah. Like, why yeah. do you like it? And remember those commercials, just like, we yeah. eat what we like. And they, they would never yeah. explain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't explain it to you. It doesn't taste like apples, but I'm eating it, right? Uh, Do they use real spawn? apples? No. No. Dude, I Why can't smell that Apple Jacks right now. Oh, I, I, haven't had sound? A, I haven't had a bowl of cereal I'm, in like seriously? 15, 20 years. A good God. It's like, well, probably not that long, but like. I think I've had like good granola, like Cheerios, Renner, maybe like at a hotel. Renner doesn't, Renner doesn't like cereal, right? Renner doesn't like cereal. So we don't have, we Neither no do one eats cereal. Nephew. No one, no one eats cereal. No one eats cereal. Smart. The great, the loss of American American industry, right there. I like the Battle Creek. Tiny, I like the, the little tiny uh, things you get, like pops, Boxes? and you get like an yeah. Apple Jacks, and then there'd always be like two Cheerios. You're yeah. like, why are there two Cheerios and only one Apple Jacks? Now you're making me. I really want. So that I, I'm not going to do a commercial for a company, but there's a company who does like adult like cereal. I've, I've that's had good. it. Has, I've had it. Have, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's not great. It's good. It lasts. It stays fresh for a long time. But it. But it makes me want to buy it right now. It makes mm. me want to. It makes me want to go and be a kid eating. Because you know what I could use for a snack that I never have at night? Fucking cereal. cereal. That's what I, cereal. That's, that adult cereal. I bought like the four flavors of, and that's what yeah, I, yeah. I was eating it as dessert. And that like peanut it. butter one, not bad. Mm, that's good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for tuning in. Like, like we mentioned, we have a couple books coming up. I'm really excited about some of the books. We have good stuff coming. Everything up. that you um, put, I gotta look at the list. Of what we're gonna do next? Because I'm like, I want to read all of these. Yeah, I want to so we're, like Rorschach is going to be one that's coming up. We've got a Catwoman Lonely City coming up. That one's actually pretty current. So you could grab, it's a three issue uh, series that's um, a DC Black Label. So issues one and two are out. Three comes out in February. Uh, we're going to do that one. I think we're going to have Dr. Dan, the Batman fan back on for that one. Uh, I'm excited to read Rorschach. I bought the hardcover of it. Um, while I was in Colorado, I went to, I dragged my son to a comic book shop and bought that. Um, he was super excited. He was like, I'll buy you Pokemon. <laughs> and he didn't even, he didn't even, he was like, 
they don't have book one. I don't want to read a new series if I can't get book one. It's like, oh. okay, dude. Okay. You're like, I kind of get you. I kind of get yeah, you. Yeah, I get you. I'd get it. Why would you want to read book three? Okay. Yeah. But I don't think you need to, though. Pokemon. No. You can jump in pretty, anytime. <laughs> pretty sure. But. We want to we want to thank you. Check out the show. Go listen to old episodes, comicexposure.com. You can go pick a year, listen to any one of the 200 episodes that came before this. The early catalog, Travis and I were talking about it. He's like, I want to go back and listen to episode one. And I don't think I could do it. I, I, I didn't, I didn't I end do up it. doing it. I don't <laughs> no. think I could do it. Uh, I think we've matured. I think we've grown into this. I think we have a, a rhythm and a, a, a repartee. A we, we're not, we're not. We used to early on the show was based on the idea of bringing people on to mm. expose them to comic books. It got really hard to find guests all the time who and weren't like, the same time, and also this, like to ask someone time. to read something and then to yeah. a time where we could all three meet and do right. it. Right, but I think what I what I think we have a cast of people who we have on throughout the year, which I think make us make it fun. Mm. You know, once a month, maybe there maybe every other month we have someone who can talk with I us like who's too. Yeah. part of part of the part of the conversation. So look for that coming out this year. We're super excited. It's a new year. We've got new comic books. The one episode we didn't do, Travis, the one episode we didn't do is what our favorite book was of last year. So yeah. put a pin in that. Okay. That's the next, next that's variant. the next variant episode. Okay. We've got to talk we've got to talk what else what just came out that I watched? I watched something. Uh, there's Bo- uh, Boba Fett. There Boba is Fett, yeah. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Boba Fett. <laughs> Every time I turn on Disney Plus, I I say it as loud as I can yeah. in the house. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> there. Boba Fett. Uh, but yeah, we've got stuff to talk about. So thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Oh, uh, also, and- uh, I'm wearing uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Cocaine and Rhinestones gear. Oh. And if you like podcast gear, celebrating our 200th episode, we put a new shirt up. Yeah, go get it. It's going to be rad. I'm going to order one. It's on, uh, it, it's on it there com- right now. It combines things we love, yep. punk rock, and comic books in, in our podcast, really. Yeah. It really has nothing felt, to do with comic felt books. felt very clever when I, when I was that one. I was like, what's very simple that I can design? I love <laughs> it. I love just... it. Uh, go check it out. Go find it. You can, All the links and stuff are out there into the world in comicexposure.com. Travis and I will see you next trade.